0: Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean football show. This week we're in the company of former arts manager and Glen Torren legend Colin Nixon. Alongside another gentleman who both played for the Glens and Crusaders and is now with Lauren, Michael Docherty. Colin, Michael, you're very welcome to the show boys. Really good to see you. Be we're going to start with Glen and of course the Glens have been all over the papers and you, you broke a story earlier in the week.
1: That's right. Mick McDermott is now the new head coach of Glentoran. Where it leaves Gary Smith and Paul Lehman, we're about to find out. Huge development, really, Pete. Um, I feel for Gary and Paul. I have to be honest, I thought they were doing a really promising job. I thought they were building something there that could turn into something special in the future. Now they've got big decisions to make about their own futures, whether they stay with Glentoran or not. Mick McDermott's come in. He's obviously worked at international level with Carlos Kieros. He's um, part of the, the big deal that's going to take over Glantourne and they believe he's going to bring them in millions of pounds and make them a force again in Irish League football. We'll wait and see on that. But um, fascinating times at the Oval and brilliant to have these two guys here because they know all about Glantourne.
0: Absolutely. And know, knowing what it was like during the glory days of the Clans, what do you make of this development? And do you think it's good for the club?
2: Well. Uh, essentially, yes, I would have to say it's exactly what Glentorn's been crying out for, investment. Um, I think they've been caught in the doldrums for years, although they've worked very hard to get themselves out of debt and danger and done very well in that. Um, I think investment's the only realistic way they're going to to get back to being a major force. I agree with Stephen, it's very hard, and Paul and Gary, two good friends of mine, and hopefully they'll stay on some capacity because they've been on these shows and banging on from the ear that Glenthorn need Glenthorn people involved, and, and now more so than ever if there's there's investment coming from, from far in the field.
0: And with regards to, to Gary and Leeper at this particular moment in time what, what is the latest
1: on that? Well the latest is that um, uh, they have a big decision to make. That's that's the bottom line. Like Gary wanted to become manager of Glen Torn Football Club and he wanted to stay there. I've spoken to him and he's been very honest about everything. Um, uh, Leeper as well, I've spoken to him and um, he's waiting to see what happens now so I think that Gary Smith and Paul Lehman are Glentorne legends. There's no question about that. They are loved by the fans. Whenever the story broke last week that Gary was managing for the last time against Cliftonville, Glentorne fans were up in arms. Of course, the investment is welcome, and it's brilliant for Glentorne Football Club after all the hard times they've gone through in terms of finance that there's money coming into the club. But I do believe that you've got to show respect to people like Gary Smith and Paul Lehman. And I hope that um, uh, Glen Torn can move forward with this. It's gonna be interesting to see what the crowd reaction is to Mick McDermott at Stangmore Park when Glen Torn played against Ungannon. It would help him a lot if Gary Smith and Paul Lehman are walking out beside him to the touchline.
0: Michael, you're obviously at Lorne, you've seen the developments there and the the money that has come into the club and what is continuously happening there. You've won the league and the championship and, I mean, all eyes are firmly going to be focused on Lorne next season. In terms of the model, maybe Glen Torn are going after the same thing in the hope of getting Champions League football. With the money, how much pressure is on the players to deliver? And what's the mood around your club, like at this particular moment in time? The
3: the mood around Lorne is, is, as you would expect, it's... You know, people are overjoyed. You know, When Kenny come on board it, and, and put his vision and his plan in place for everyone to see, of course there were doubters. Um, you know, Somebody that's going to be a fly-by-night type of guy, come in, throw his money in and, and walk away and leave the club in debt and danger like we've seen so many times in Irish League football. Um, but to be fair to Kenny, he's been true to his word. Everything that the club's asked for, the players have asked for, the town itself was crying out for, it, he's delivered. So, there's no real better place to be at this point in time. Uh,
0: but come next season, uh, in the Premiership, how, how difficult do you reckon that's going to be? And psychological for the boys, is that going to be? It's going to, it's going to be hugely difficult and, you know, we have we
3: have a lot of experienced players, um, but we've also some young players and we've some players who we've brought in from England on loan who possibly don't know that much about the Premiership, certainly didn't know that much about the Championship, um, and they're still getting the grips with, you know, living here, Adapting to full time, you know, training. Some of them have come from academy football, so they're still learning the men's game. Um, so, you know, when you look at the Coleraine, you know, we played Macam'slodge, we beat Ards, we lost to Crusaders in the semi-final, um, and then obviously we, we lost to Coleraine. So, I think those games were probably the the big test that we that we needed all year. Rather than, the no disrespect to any of the championship teams, we weren't really going to learn that much about certain individuals going away to. Dergview and Dundell and the Welders etc. I,
1: I, I was going to ask you, as Pete says, Lauren are the model now for this. What do you make of the whole um, situation at Glen Torn? You've been a lifelong fan, a good friend of ours, Chris Holt. You used to travel with yeah. him all over to watch the Glens. What do you think of things at the Oval at the moment? I,
3: I would echo what Colin says. I mean, you know, we, we grew up supporting the Glens. We we're very fortunate to, to play for them, um, play together for them as well. And, and when things sort of started going downhill, any true Glenburn fan didn't want to see that, and for years now the club's been crying out for what what's happening right now. As an investor to come in, steady the ship, put some money in. The downside of that is, again, what you said is, for this to be to be thrown on Paul and Gary is is heartbreaking. You know, Gary Smith and Paul Yeoman, Glenburn legends, would do anything for the club, and. You know, Whenever I was at the welders Gary was my manager and the Glens approached him. He went and met them and he turned them down the first time and he says it wasn't the right time. And that was, must have been very difficult for him, knowing how much he loves the Glens and wants to manage them. And then when he, did, when he did take that job, obviously he knew it was the right time to take it. He knew he was better equipped to go forward and, and make a success of it. And again, by bringing Paul in on board was a, a shoot decision on his behalf. So I think it's really, really unfair on them. Again, you know, if, if there's a, a way that they can keep those two guys on board, um, it would be, a, I think, the best thing for the club going forward.
0: Colin, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for coming and speaking to us today. Obviously, the last time we spoke you were the manager of Ard. I was. Um, just put into words how you feel at this particular moment in time. Obviously, you've been a few weeks uh, away from the game now to be able to sort of maybe gather your thoughts. Last season, we were looking at maybe you taking over the, at the Glens. That didn't yeah. work out. You. Give your backing to to the board um, yourself at Ards, and you thought yourself, "I'm going to stay here. This is where I wanted." And then to be left at this time of the
2: season, now with no job. Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, you know, I'll do the same as as when I left Glentoran. I left, I believe, with dignity. I've done the same at Ards. I haven't said much about it, and I haven't went into the press and, and bad mouthed anyway because the club and the supporters and I value a lot and you know it's a big club with a big tradition same as Thorne was and, and I'm not going to be, it's far bigger than me and I'm not one to, to besmirch anyone. I would say yes, I mean I, I did turn Thorne down to, to remain loyal to those at Arge. Um, and, and I, I would ask, you know, where, where was the chairman's loyalty to me? Um, To repay that I just didn't see it and I didn't say it the whole year to be fair uh, and I was very disappointed but saying that, you know, it's been a it's been a steep learning curve for me because I think at, at that level uh, in the Premier, you you know you're, you're working miracles every year. I managed to do two miracles in two years, uh, and unfortunately, I lost key players at, at key times. Uh, and and this year we still would have kept them in the league. I, I, I firmly believe that. But it just it just got tougher and tougher.
1: Do you regret not going to Glen and given what happened, then, Nicky? Uh,
2: Listen, I, I, I regret not going to Glenthorn full stop, I, you know, I regret it that, you know, people say we shouldn't regret the decision you made I did because we're sitting here talking about people who've been to um for a long time. I was there a long time and I absolutely love the club as every, everyone knows and um, I didn't feel the time was right, uh, you know, I am glad to see the investment I think a new brim coming in there and sweeping the place clear is definitely what it needs. Um, we've talked about how it, how it has fallen over the years and I watched most of it from the sidelines and was very, very distressed by it. Uh, hopefully now that they'll get back on top, so yes, of course I would love to have been part of that, but I decided, you know, it wasn't just a decision um, about the board or the chairman at ours, it was the people around me, the coaches that I knew I couldn't bring to the oval. Um, one was my brother, and one was a very good friend of mine. And I wasn't about to let people down. Anybody who, who understands the way I work in football, I'm very, very loyal. I was loyal to Glenn Torr my whole career, um, uh, and loyalty is massive. And at that point, I probably won the day. hindsight, you know, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, you know, I knew knew the the trials and tribulations of ours. Having managed them for two seasons previous, so I knew I knew what I was getting into. But I do, I do have to say, I think we had horrendous luck. I mean, if I, if I cast my mind back to the opening day of the season, which seems so, so far away now. We played Crusaders, and it was a great match, and they beat us 4-2. Uh, and my team on that day were pressing Hararian, chasing Crusaders, scored great goals. Um, you know, and that's the team that I had built at ours. Unfortunately for me, we lost Sean Rubble the very next match, the Crusade knee ligament. You lose Johnny Fraser for the whole season, and then goes to Australia at Christmas and there's two players that change the whole dynamic of your team, I mean we were a team that, 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 that clipped the ball forward and chased, uh, pace going forward and it was just taken away from it and then obviously you have no money to replace those, despite whatever has been quoted now, there was no money to, to, to replace those players and you can't you can't do it when you're a club that size, then we lost our two centre-halves too and you're just a different team.
0: I know you're a football man, football man through and through and you're a winner too, how much has this scarred you? Well,
2: it, uh, I don't think anybody really wants to be sacked either, I mean, it, it, it hurt me. Um, you know, uh, as well, if you read statistics, Ards had played the most uh, minutes of teenage players the whole year by, by some, and that's what I felt what I was building, and that's another reason I stayed loyal, because I stayed loyal to the young players that I was bringing through, which hadn't happened at Ards in such a long time. Um, and I really think we are building a format for a team to stay in the Premier League and move forward together and grow. Um, has it scarred me? I'm over it now. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a realist. I know what football's like, if I mean talking about Lauren. She said a couple of years ago, what's going to happen to Lorne, you wouldn't believe it. The like, Glens, footballs can change like that and I, I respect that and, you know, uh, uh, my belief was I worked very hard at Ards, and I think I'd done a, a really good job for the time I was there.
1: Were you surprised though, Nicky? Did you see it coming whenever, obviously, you got the call to say <coughs> they were letting you go? You, you feel the pressure. We
2: were bottom for a long time, which wasn't a great place, but, you know, we were suffering and... If I look back as well, we must have lost the games one 0 which could have easily—I think anybody who had to watch this would argue—we should have won most of those games. Uh, and when you don't pick up a points quickly, uh, uh, and you're in the bottom six, you know you can you can get cut adrift, and that's what happened to us. The, the big thing
3: for me, sorry, and just looking at ours and when Nicky was there last year, we played the Crusaders. I think it was our toughest games this season. Um, at Seaview. I think w- that's two, two one, draws yeah. or, or one we made a sneak at the end. And the work rate, and, and he was picking them from a, a full strength team, he had everyone available. And the pressing and the work rate, and, and getting men behind the ball, and never say die attitude, um, transferred to what I know as him as a player and, and a person. And you could see it players buying into that. And then fast forward this year, I think you were just off the back of a, a good result against Linfield on the Saturday. Um, and you came to play on the Tuesday night um, at Lauren in, in the Cup. and. You know, like anything, Trim I mean, and the supporters are probably thinking, get a good cup run and go chance to in the cup. But he probably seen what it took out of his players' legs on the Saturday and looked ahead thinking, my job is to keep these boys in the league. And, and he blooded three or four young players that night. Ultimately, came out on the wrong end of, of the result. Um, but I remember speaking to Davy and stuff after the game and that there about how impressed I was with the young players who actually played 75, 80 minutes. Um, so, you know... Very disappointed in what what happened for Colin there, and, and very sympathetic towards it because um, when you know someone and you know how much they put into in a job, um, you don't want to ever see anyone sacked. But you know, huge credit to the job he done in ours, I have to say.
0: You spoke about uh, loyalty, Colin, particularly with your backroom team. So when you look at the Glen Torn situation now, Mick McDermott coming in, you know how difficult will that be if 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 Gary Smith and Leaper. Are still
2: there to come in and form part of his backroom team whenever he's used to, to working with different people. I, I think that's going to be very difficult for them to be fair. I, I really don't I haven't spoke to Gary or Paul now to be fair. Um, so I, I'm sort of talking about something I don't I don't know the ins and outs of. But I think when when a new manager comes in, you know, it's it's a difficult circumstance for anyone. Gary and Paul have been caught because of their love of Glenn Torn and caught, but between the right thing to do so I can't I can't answer the question of what they're going to do. Uh, I agree, I've said it all along, Glen Torn. regardless of what way they move forward now, need need people who know and care about the club and those two definitely do. Um, so there the definitely would have been value to stay but whether they want to stay on a different capacity I think that, that would be a difficult one for me to swallow
1: anyway. What about you? Do you want to get back into management?
2: Absolutely, 100%. I mean um, I, I think I have a lot to offer you know, regardless of, of how it ended at Arge, I think I, I did do a, a sterling job there. As Michael said I, I, I took over. I, I told him I was going to play young players, and I blooded I can't even recall how many. But if, if they were good enough, they got a chance. Um, I had a vision, I had a plan, uh, and as I say, luck was 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 on the wrong side this year for me, and it ultimately led to 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 um, the decision that the the board took, which I'm disappointed with. But absolutely, see. Um, you know, I feel I've a lot to offer. I've learnt a lot this year, in particular. Um, I think the job at ours has, has, has changed me, changed my management style because you have to adapt to so many different circumstances. And, and I suppose it's just waiting on, on another opportunity to, to, to come. Plus, I find myself babysitting
1: <laughs> <laughs> on a
2: Saturday. My, I have my young daughter there; she's two, and I had uh, most of my brothers now. seem to be dumping their kids on me, uh, thinking I'm a free one. So. Um, I've oh, I really have to anything get anything back like in <laughs> there. <laughs> My sons as well. They like, go off and do their own thing now, so I'm, I'm kind of left as a, a childminder on a Saturday.
0: Before we get into the second half in predictions this week, what is the end game for someone investing in the Irish League? Is it Champions League football?
1: Well, for Kenny Bruce, and uh, Michael will know this more than me, at Larn, it's about getting into the Champions League. For the people who are taking over at Lantourne, it's about getting into the Champions League.
0: I mean, how, how, I mean, how much money does that bring?
1: Well, Crusaders almost made a million pounds by winning the title last season, getting into the Champions League. Even whenever you lose in the Champions League now, as an Irish League club, you get into the Europa League, which brings you more money. And um, ultimately, that's what an owner wants to bring to the table. I think Kenny Bruce is slightly different, and you can talk about this as well, Doc, because Kenny Bruce, it's not just his head that's in it and thinking about figures, his heart is well and truly in that football club, isn't it? It's,
3: you know, and Colin spoke there about the support mechanism and the support levels you're getting from the grade of a club. Kenny absolutely loves the club and loves the town. I remember speaking to him and he said, you know, this isn't just me throwing money in the football club because I had a million and one other offers to do it. Um, so he has obviously, he, he grew up in Lauren. Lauren gave him a hell of a lot when, when he didn't have anything. Um, and the way he speaks to the players and, and treats the players, you can feel that love and support. Um, and I'm sure the, the staff get that as well. So you're almost wanting to repay him for, for what he's doing for you. Um, and, you know, if you're going to get that support, you're, you know, and that confidence and, and you just know that don't need to worry about anything He's got, he's got your back you're going to perform you're going to put everything you have into it
2: there's, there's two things I would say just quickly on all this revolution in the Irish league now one is sustainability you know you just hope like uh, Glen Torn like that they're going to stay around and they're going to push on the greater things and, and secondly I, I see the whole league developing somewhere different now because Crusaders, Limfield, Korean uh, Clevonville—they will not want to stay, sit in the background and watch this happen. and They want to push forward too, and I worry what happens to the clubs that, that really can't do it. You know where do they where do they go? League of Arts and Leg of—you know—because you, the bigger clubs yeah. are going to get bigger. They're going to all go full time. I would say I know it's been talked about for years, and I think it's actually going to happen now because you're going to have Lauren, I assume Glen Turner want to go to want to go full time. Limpood practically are top Crusaders are—you uh, know—and it's really going to be a good brand of football, I think. Yeah.
1: Can Larn win the title within the next two years, Doc?
3: They can. Anything's possible. It's going to be hugely difficult, as, as we all know. It's not just, you know, and I found out with Crusaders when we were, whatever it was, 12, 13 points clear and we didn't win it. Um, so, listen, I'm sure the manager has players that he, that he's identified that he wants to bring in from this league and further further afield. So... Um, we'll leave that up to them and, and we'll, we'll take each day as it comes and see where it takes us uh,
0: uh, and finally just w- with regards to the current players who have been there all season yeah. done the hard work got, got uh, the team up into the Premiership and the thought of other boys coming in I'm sure because with with, his, with Kenny's money, I'm sure he can have whoever he wants. So, do, 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 so, so is there any of the boys in the, in the squad fearing for, for their place in the squad next season? But, that, but that, that's what we're talking about here. That, that is reality of football. That's, that is that's
2: football. the cutthroat reality of where football finds itself. I mean, we, you know? we, we went full-time this year, but we
3: staggered it slightly because we had, we had two players who had very good jobs that we've seen as valued members of the team and and the squad. And we knew that we would need those players at some stage of the season to help us. Uh, achieve your goals of, of promotion and hopefully winning the league. Um, so we staggered it and we went the Tuesday afternoon, late afternoon and late Thursday afternoon as well as the mornings to give them an opportunity to be part of the team, part of the squad. Next year I believe that will change and, and it'll go, we'll go every morning. Um, so for, for players like that, and this is where we're talking about Glenn's going full-time, and this team go, you have to remember the amount of players that have good jobs. And yes, they love playing football and they see, see that as their job. But realistically, it's it's their pocket money.
2: Yeah, but yeah. that but that, that's what I'm saying. That's where the <laughs> dynamic of the whole league has to change because yeah. if teams are going to full time, they're going to need the blood youngsters that are coming through, training full time uh, and pushing on. You know that it's a real exciting time. I think in Irish League football, um, I think it's going to be great.
0: This is the Vet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Now, before we get into this weekend's fixtures, the Irish Cup final has been decided. We look forward to it. And Balna and Mallard are there.
1: What a story that is. Pete, I was at Mornview Park to watch Ballinamallard Mallard create history, beat Warren Point on penalties. The Ballinamallard Mallard fans were just in dreamland. Harry McConkey, I have to say, tactically was brilliant in that match. Um, he negated the Warren Point attack and threat. And for me, I think they probably deserve to go through.
0: And as a Fermanagh man, how does it make you feel? Although you do have a soft spot for Warren Point. You spent most of this season down there.
1: Well, I'm very proud of Harry McConkie, because I used to know Harry, well, I've known Harry basically all my life. He played for Law United, who I played for in the, in the Fermanagh Western, and he is as genuine as they come. Um, a really lovely guy, but with um, a football brain to die for. And the people of Fermanagh, I'm certain, will come out and support the team on Irish Cup Final Day. They have got a task and a half to try and beat Crusaders, the champions who um, beat Coleraine in a really controversial game. And I felt for Rodney Marguerite and Coleraine because at 1-0 to the crews, the referee and the linesman between them made an absolute mess of a penalty decision which could have turned the game around. But Crusaders ball and Mallard, I think it'll be a really fascinating final and um, good luck to both teams. But um, Although I tipped Crusaders to win it, wouldn't wouldn't it be amazing, boys, if Balna Mallard <laughs> won the trophy? It, it would, yeah, <laughs> it would
2: I mean Harry's a great guy. I spoke to him when he when he took the Balna Mallard job. Um, last year when they weren't in such great circumstances and they had a horrendous start to the season I'm sure a few, uh, few people were doubting what he was doing and, but he's fairly proved them wrong and to get the Irish Cup final, you know the magic of the Irish Cup final is, is wonderful it was very good to me over the years and it's, it's a great day uh, and Ballard, Ballard can go there with nothing to lose and, and really give it their all and uh, I'm sure Crusaders will go uh, and as big favourites since it's something Stephen is used to winning will want to win but you never know on the day. Right, Every, everyone's talking about the, the style of football.
3: Um, certainly, that we played and it was evident against Coleraine But Balen Maller plays some good stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And and Harry's obviously takes all the credit for that in the way he set up. And I didn't see the game on Saturday, so you're saying obviously the way they set up behind the ball to stop the the Warren point attacking threat. But the amount the hours that he puts in is frightening. I know one of the players texted me, I wish them good luck on Saturday, and he says of just a, a four-hour presentation to get through before the game, um, mm-hmm. the slideshows and stuff like this, and that's, that just shows you the level of detail that he goes into, so and
1: a great guy. To, I have to tell you, Doc, they've got John Connolly, who's 42. He's probably the only goalkeeper that's older than you, mate. Uh, well,
3: there's him, and there's uh, Big Roy, and there's uh, Mickey Keenan. Is he still playing, is he? No, I'm
1: not sure he is, but I, I, but I have to say, John Connolly was brilliant on the day, and Richard Clark. Who you know very oh, well? A he cracker. was sensational. You know yes, him too, yeah, actually, please, Nicky. Please,
2: Richard. Please, are you still playing? You know, and, brilliant. Um, another cup final for him again. You know that. So he stays in the pitches, then. <laughs> Yeah,
0: but he was brilliant. Pete on the day. Uh, right, but obviously before the, the cup final, we've got a league title to be won, and it could all be over on Friday night. Ballemain at home to Linfield.
1: It could be if Linfield win, they go twelve points clear with four games to go, and their goal difference is superior. So. They'll be champions. Um, David Healy probably won't even say it then, but they will be. And Balamina, I hope the season doesn't fall apart for them because I think they probably deserve second. You know, they've had a fantastic season, but if really it, added something to the league this year. Oh, they have. And David Jeffrey, the team that he has built there, have been really, really impressive. I, I fancy Linfield though, and I look at Andy Waterworth. Sometimes I wonder if Andy Waterworth actually gets the credit he deserves. I think this game, but they will be. And Balamina, I hope the season doesn't fall apart for them, because I think they probably deserve second. You know, they've had a fantastic season. but if Really it, added something to league this year. Oh, they have. And David Jeffrey, the team that he has built there, have been really, really impressive. I, I fancy Linfield, though. And I look at Andy Waterworth. Sometimes I wonder if Andy Waterworth actually gets the credit he deserves. I think this guy's an Irish League legend. He did wonders for Glen Torn in an Irish Cup final. He, he, won, he scored a hat-trick for um, Linfield to win the title a couple of seasons ago. He then followed it up by scoring another hat-trick. He's been brilliant again this season. And his record against Ballymena is incredible. It wouldn't surprise me if Andy's the hero once again um, against Ballamina I'm going to go Linfield to win 2-1 and the Blue men to be celebrating yet another league title. Colin?
2: Yeah, i probably see Linfield winning that. Uh, I can't see the juggernaut that is Linfield uh, march to the league stopping. I can't see it. Um, I have a lot of time for David Healy. He's done very well. Great job. I would agree about Andy. I don't think I've played with him, and I don't think he gets anywhere near the credit he deserves. You know, he mightn't have the the scintillating pace he once had, but he's still a, a top quality striker in this league, and his goal records phenomenal. I would say the job that David Jeffrey has done at uh, Ballymena is, again, exceptional. But that's what David does, we all know that. He builds teams that win championships and anyone who thought he was going to go there for, for an easy time obviously doesn't know the man. I, you know, he's remarkable and the fact that Ballymena are, are, are pushing so hard is, is a massive achievement in itself. Michael? Yeah, I would echo that. And I'm just uh, For the new drill, you would, you would like Ballymena to get
3: some sort of result. Just to keep it going Keep it going a wee bit longer. but. You know, listen. I think we all know Linfield are going to be champions and, and deservedly so. But I mean, have been I've been frightening at times this season. It just it's just unravelled a wee bit in in recent weeks. Um, and maybe it's it's one of those a bit like Korean when they came so close and everyone thought that was going to be their you know their their day in the sun over. Um, but they come back the next season bigger and stronger. And we both know Davey very well. I think he'll be he'll be using that motivation. Whatever happens, um, they get them they get them ready for next season again.
0: Bottom of the table then, uh, also on Friday night, and you're at home to Ard's. Colin?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's a, a strange one because I have to say, Dan, the manager, he texted me after I lost me, which was, uh, I couldn't believe, actually, and uh, I really appreciated the text. So, you know, I, I'm caught because, of course, I have a lot of friends at Ard's, I have a lot of past players who I don't want to see go down, and I don't think deserve to go down this year. So um, I have to, th- and I think Warren's come in there and done a great job. Um which, uh, again, he's got the stock, he's got the pedigree, so i will probably see Arge just hit, uh, hopefully um, edging that one out um, 2-1. 2-1. Pickle.
1: You could argue, Pete, this is even more important than Ballymina-Linfield because I think Linfield are going to go on and win it. This match might actually decide who goes down automatically and who ends up in the playoff. I think it's last chance to learn for Nury. If Ards win, they go um, well clear of them, and I don't think there'll be any way back that's why I think Newry won't lose the game I could see it ending up in a 1-1 draw and we continue and it wouldn't surprise me to see it go to the final day of the season to see who actually does go down but I'm going to go 1-1 Newry Ards
3: Michael? Yeah I think it's got a draw written all over it as well um, I know Fino quite well I grew up with him went to school with him we played in the same team and, and the type of person he is like again Colin says he him when, when he took his job he's, he's, a, he's a good guy um, so for him and for Ards uh, and especially with the job that Collins done while he was there, I would love to see yards obviously get the win they need and, and stay up. But I can see it, you know finishing a draw this week.
0: Uh, into Saturday then, uh, Dink Allen uh, at home to Glen Torn, and who will be following Mick McDermott onto the pitch?
1: Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see his first team selection as well. Will he stick with the the players that have been playing recently and, and doing pretty well? Dungannon, though, they fancy seventh place too. Like Chris Lindsay wants to end this season on a high, so it's certainly not an easy game for him. Plus, Dungannon have done a number on Glentorin a few times already this season. So that's a tough match for him to, to start off. But normally when a new manager comes in, even though there's strange circumstances this time, there is a lift. The players want to prove themselves. So I could maybe see Glentorin doing something there. Um, I'll go a 2-2 draw. It might be a pretty eventful game. Colin?
2: Uh, well firstly I think Chris has come in at Gner done a really really good job again he's someone driven and I thought the appointment was perfect and he's proved everybody uh, what what a uh, good managerial nice he has but I, I'll, I'll never bet against the Glens I'll go for a Glen tournament too you know
3: Michael yeah I think it, I think the Glens. look at their result. just with everything that's going on around mc McDermott and stuff like that but I mean Dungannon, as we said, Chris is a, he's, he's a good lad, he's hes a fantastic manager and Dungannon must be a really good place to go and play your football because they never really seem to be right down there under pressure struggling for, uh, on a relegation and and you've seen them at the young players that they, they bring through so it's no uh, surprise to see them where they are and actually taking some big scalps throughout the year but um, I actually think the Glens will go on and win this comfort too now.
0: Uh, Glen, having at home two Crusaders and is there uh, a feeling Stephen Baxter wouldn't agree with this, but it's their feeling that the, the crews have taken their foot off the gas in the league a little bit and just concentrating solely on the cup, well, try to keep everyone injury-free.
1: I think the Irish Cup is obviously the, the biggest trophy for them to go for this season. I think Stephen Baxter would tell you that himself, but he'll want to finish strong in the league. He'll be thinking, I can still finish second with Crusaders. That's just the mentality of Baxter and also the mentality of the players. Crucial for the run-in that Paul Heatley's back. What a footballer he is, and he played a big role in the semi-final. I think David Cushley has had a phenomenally good season as well. You look at Jordan Owens, the impact that he always has. Glenavon, um, they've got their mojo back, though, um, after a bit of inconsistency. So that's going to be a tough old game for the crews. Um, uh, and Glenavon beat them earlier this season at Mooranview Park. I think it's a 1-1 draw. Michael? Yeah,
0: listen,
3: everyone the Grannies expecting Crusaders to go and win the Irish Cup, but... The, the fairy tale that's football, and, and especially in cup competitions, we just don't know. Ballin and Mallard have got this far, so what to say they can't spring another upset on the day of the final. So, And Stephen will be well aware of that, um, and as you pointed out, quite rightly, European football is a, is a must for that club, um, so he'll have it drilled in to go and win every single game. I don't think, until it gets to the last game of the season, he might think about rest one or two just before the cup final. So um, I can see the crews going on and winning this really comfortably this weekend.
2: Call? Uh, well, I think it, 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 it's a it's a strange time for Crusaders because if I know Stephen and I know him well, he would be looking to see who wants to play in the cup final. So there'll be no resting or no um, anybody taking it easy. He'll want to see who wants to be in that cup final team because they've got such an array of talent, and I'm sure they all want to play. But you can only play eleven, so I, I would see Crusaders winning that one um, 2-1. I don't I don't know. You know, Gary's done a great job at Glenavon, and I just worry over the you know. Are just going to peter out at the end of the season? I'm sure he won't let them. But I see Crusaders have, have, will have more fire in their bellies and, and, and push on and win that one.
0: Cliftonville at home to Coleraine. Two teams at the start of the season offered so much and uh, we thought we'd be pushing to try and win the league title, but it wasn't to be. Um, so how do you see this one shaping up?
1: Well, the form that Cliftonville have been in since Paddy McLaughlin has gone there, they would have been league title contenders. Um, Coleraine had such a bitter blow last weekend going out of the Irish Cup. I think will beat them. Um, I'm going to go two one to the Reds.
3: Michael, certainly the way Coleraine celebrated against us after the after the semi-final showed how much they wanted to go on and win, or the quarter-final, how much they wanted to go on and win that cup. Um, now that they're out of it and and their league position is what it is, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes for them. You know what what are they playing for and and what can they achieve? Um, certainly, Rodney will be looking to. Same as what you said, who's going to be there next year and who do they need to bring in and what's the challenges? But um are on a good, a good reign of form and I think there'll be goals in this and I would go, I would go a score draw 2-2. Two, two.
2: Yeah, I think 2-2 is about right. I think, again, it's, it's, we'll have to remark upon Paddy McLachlan, the rise he's had. I mean, he's done a great job at Institute. Um, had them playing some great football and rightly got a move to to a bigger club. Um, Clivenwell has done really well. Uh, and as Michael says, Rodney will be looking into next year now and really putting his own stamp on his style and how he wants Corian to, to perform and who he needs to bring in, what he what he needs to change. So I think a draw and I think 2-2 two, two would be a great game for everyone.
0: Uh, final game of the weekend, Institute at home to Bourne Point.
1: Institute looking for a new manager. Do you fancy that one, Nicky?
2: Um I'd have to uh, buy a caramel up in Port Russia. <laughs> 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 like, my my boys and I'm, I'm we one would my wee daughter would absolutely love that if I told him that, <laughs> you know, but act like. <coughs> you Can't he can't rule anything out, as I say. Um I have sort of been reflecting on the last while I haven't thought too much about football. I've watched matches and we'll see what the future brings. Who knows?
1: Institute Warren Point, um uh I think Warren Point will bounce back after their disappointment. Um even though Institute have been brilliant and they deserve the utmost respect for what they've achieved this season, Pete. They're still battling for seventh. Everyone thought they'd be down relegation. Um a lot of time for Institute, but Warren Point to win at two one.
2: Well I I have massive kudos to to Institute as well because, you know, Playing with no ground, as I've done for three years, is extremely difficult. It's a hard place to be, and they've done very well. Although the Brandywell's great facility, um, they've done well. But and Stephen at Warren Point's done a great job too. I'm sure he was devastated. to to get beat in the semi-final because I'm sure he thought it was a season that he's had they could have pushed on and done something in the cup so I think they'll be smart enough to that uh, and I think a draw one each probably.
3: all right Final prediction of the week? Two really good football on stage I'd like to say that for the the, the league positions that they're in, they're they're not afraid to play and not afraid to play from the back both teams take chances, take risks uh, and express themselves and both them with with some young exciting players in their side so um, I think it'll be a decent game. I think Uh, institute will just nick it and again i'll be looking for goals that go two one or three two
1: can i ask you doc you're trying to breed the next great goalkeepers from northern ireland um just tell us a bit about that
3: it's very exciting it's it's a niffle academy scholarship program it's based here at the national stadium Um, and and for kids to to be part of this is is frightening really they're coming in their their classrooms in the in the george best Room they're they're on the pitch outside Windsor for their, their sessions three or four times a week, and um, and one of my main reasons for, for leaving that you know the role in the with the IFA and uh, the goalkeeping department to, to sort of to take that and, and merge it with Lawrence full-time was we never really had that and again you you know when we're young players never really had senior players um, putting an arm around us and, and trying to educate us and, and and trying to coach us and help us and nurture us um, and certainly. I was I was fanatical about goalkeeping I used to go and, and watch Dekie Devine uh, everything he done what way he put his tape around his socks and what glove he put on first and he, he made a joke I was fortunate enough to, to work with Dekie in the international department and he says one day um, he was in the bath he used to get a bath before the game at the Oval and he turned around he was laying in the bath and I was standing watching him <laughs> <laughs> and he was a bit worried that there was a 14 a, a year old kid there standing watching him in the that's bath weird, that's um, weird. but it's, it's no that's just the way it is and, and See, we, we never had that, so you know any expertise that, that and, and experiences that I've had, good and bad, because um, there's there's been plenty of both, um, that we can help with these kids come through their club academy into the international setup and I hand them on to those coaches who are, are fantastic in their own right as well and hopefully one day we'll see somebody,
0: plenty of players come through the Ice League to play for the country.
1: They've got a good man looking after them, and um, I hope Nicky gets back in the game very soon.
0: Absolutely. Michael, just a final word from you. How excited are you about going into the Premiership and being part of the whole thing at LARN next season? You'll have to ask me in a couple of weeks to see whether I get a new contract or not. First,
3: <laughs> I think Cairn <laughs> will give you one. Uh, no, listen, it's, it's, it's really, really exciting. You know, say it used to be when you left Glen turner Linfield, people say the only way was down. You know, if you didn't go to one or the other when, when you left one of those clubs, and when you leave Crusaders, people were saying that in the last couple of years, and and that was the case. The only day was down and not uh, in since a whole division, the Larn. But what a story uh, that it's brought, and, and straight back up in the Premier League. And um, I would say, that, you know, with the coaching side of things that I'm doing as well, I'm starting to look at things outside the the playing, you know, the playing career um, and lining it up. So, what what better way to go out than a, a, the last year in the Premier League and being part of? the the story that's Lauren Football Club and and Kenny Bruce.